and welcome! You're now listening to Fancy on Tour. My name is Fanny and I'm a vagabond from Sweden, currently living the powder dream of Revelstoke. In this show, I will share my stories from traveling with you. Let's get it all started. In the last episode of Fancy on Tour, I talked about the ski bum life in Revelstoke and my sexy gang, the gang that I've been skiing with. They are really sexy. Anyways, and I also talked about my way of trying to get a job uh, and how I became a nude model pimp. And also I told a story about when I was skiing the best and the worst snow of my life. And now the stories continue and I'm starting to feel a bit homesick and lonely. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. A long way from home. A long way from home. And sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Okay, 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 okay. We have understood. You were feeling lonely and far away from home. But what can you do? There was actually a great solution to this problem. Because in Revelstoke, there is a Swedish surrogate mother and father. They take care of all the lonely Swedes, the all lonely Swedish ski bum kids that come to Revelstoke. They don't really have a family nearby. And they help them. They help them find a place to live. They help them find a car. They help them find each other. They organize these meetings, doing different things together, eating in different restaurants, going bowling and hanging out, and watching silly clips on YouTube, everything that makes you bond. So I'm going to tell you the story about when I met Jane and when I fell in love with Jane. But there's some things that happened before that, before I met Jane. And that is the time when I didn't have a car. The time when I was just walking everywhere I wanted to go or I was hitchhiking everywhere I wanted to go to get by. And it was working pretty fine, actually. Even though I lived three k's outside of the town center, I could get by. I was walking a lot. I was skiing a lot. I was walking a lot. I was super fit. For example, I went down to the yoga sometimes. And that like, took me almost a whole evening to just walk down there, do the yoga, and then come back. It was a project itself. And hitchhiking to the hill was like the best thing ever because I met so many cool skiers. And one time when I was hitchhiking to the hill, a car stopped and I looked inside of it and it was totally full of stuff, like jammed. There were like uh, food all the way from the floor up to the seat. And now I'm not talking about like trash and stuff like that. I'm talking about proper stored food in this car. And the back of it was also full. And there was this guy sitting there. His name was Eric and he was from Alaska. And he said, hello, I can, you can go with me. It's cool. 
But I said, like, well, where am I going to put all my things? Like, it's totally jammed here. But somehow, he just pushed my skis into this, uh, this like, crammed thing with stuff. And I sat down on the front seat beside him. But I couldn't put down my feet because there was all this, uh, this storage food. So I had to have, like, my ski boots and everything, like, basically in my face. But... That was cool. We made it to the hill and we started chatting. And this guy was so cool. He had been hanging out in Colorado for a month doing this uh, river trip with his friends. And now he was on his way back to Alaska again. So we ended up hanging out a lot. And in the evening, I was having some friends over for hot tub and dinner. So I invited him and he came. And we ended up spending the whole evening together with all my friends And it was just so fun. And now we are friends. And um, yeah, I might go to Alaska sometime. So I call these like my car friends. And even though it was amazing to make car friends like every day, hitchhiking, after a while I kind of felt like, hmm, if I'm going to spend a year in Canada or more, I need a car. I need a car. And how am I going to do this? How am I going to find a car? And this is where the Swedish uh, parents come in again. So let's talk about Jane. The so-called Swedish parents decided to help me find a car. We looked everywhere, but it was a bit hard because it was in the middle of the season. And in the beginning of the season, there are many cars for sale. But now we didn't find any in town. We had to look further away and all the way to Sereno, a place one and a half hour away from Ravi, west of Ravi. There was this beautiful little car that just wanted to be sold to a nice Swede like me. So we decided to go and get it, check it out, maybe buy it. It was a nice road trip together. I mean, it could have been a nice start, but it all started a bit bad. And it was actually the 13th, Friday the 13th. You know what that means? Oopsie doopsie doo. The morning when they were picking me up, I realized that I didn't have enough cash and I needed to take out a lot of money to pay for this car. I'd gone to the machine earlier the day before and I couldn't get out so much because I have a Swedish bank account. And then they said, well, if you don't have the money, we're not going to be able to go. So the trip was almost being cancelled, but then I had to go into the bank anyway and talk to them really, really clearly. Like, can you please help me to take out some more money? And they said, okay, we can help you. So I got some more money. Anyways, enough about money. We drove to Sereno. It was a pretty nice ride, pretty nice. And we arrived there to this mansion that was above the lake where this old couple lived. And there was the beautiful car, a Taurus Ford, a Ford Taurus from 2006. Shinier like ever and polished with wax and a lot of stuff because it looked like she had never driven on a, on a road almost. She was just so beautiful. And they had taken well care of her, of course, because they are old people. That's what they do. And we started it and it worked totally fine. So yeah, decided to buy it. Went down to get an insurance. 
that took so long too. That took like almost like two hours, I think, because I had to think about, oh, what kind of insurance do you have? And then we were looking in the day, the, the machine, the computer, and everything just took so long. So the whole process was a bit, of course, I guess that's how it is when you buy a car. This is actually my first car. I never had a car in my whole life. And I've been a driver for 10 years. And do you know why? Because in Sweden, I mean, in Stockholm, where I'm from, you don't need a car. It's the city. And the public transportation is amazing. Cars are not really something that you need. And it's also really, really expensive. Like the gas is super expensive. It costs a lot more than here in Canada. And we also have a lot of taxes on cars and blah, blah, blah. So no, never had a car before in my life. So I was so excited for this. And the only thing was that the car still had summer tires on it. And since I hadn't driven in a while, it was a bit sketchy to drive it. So my uh, Swedish dad, he decided to help me. So he was going to drive it down to the place where we are going to switch the tires. Me and my Swedish mom, we drove ahead. But the Swedish dad never came. And it was really, really icy outside. Ooh, we got a bit worried. So we turned back. And then we came up to the driveway and he stood there. What was happening? The car was running. The car is locked, he said. It's locked. It, ex- it happened. It's, uh, the door smashed and then the lady came by and she smashed it even more. And now I can't get, out, can't get it open. And he was having a, a um, coat hanger that he pulled out to try to like uh, push it in through the window shield and try to open the car like almost like you're a criminal as I say <laughs> but yeah I was pulling a lot on the on this thing that you pull down and I'm so bad with names of all these things on the car anyway we were trying to get out to get the car open and we had to call the BCA but I'm not a member of the BCA and nobody was a member of the BCA oh my gosh what a history we were never getting out of Serrano I didn't like Serrano that much anymore but after wibbling and wobbling with that coat hanger he 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 made it he opened the car and ha we could drive and switch the tires and that evening, I drove down back to Revelstoke, alone in my own new car. And I call her Jane, after the lady that I bought her from. So now I had my Jane, and we were going to make our first road trip together. It was pretty exciting. I felt like I was a real adult now. I had my own car for the first time, and I was going to drive far. And had a mission to meet my real family. Yeah. I mean, I loved uh, to hang out with the uh, Swedish parents, surrogate parents. And I'm so thankful that they helped me. What would I have been without them? I have no clue. Probably still walking around in Ravi and hitchhiking. Probably having a lot of more fun though from the hitchhiking. But still, anyways... I'm so thankful for that. And now I could drive all the way down to Banff in Alberta to meet up with my mother and her sister, my aunt. Yeah, it was a girls' reunion weekend in Canada. Pretty sick. Goddamn cool. Yeah, we were going to hang out. And this is not something that we do every day because my aunt, she lives in Boston and my mom, she lives in Sweden. So this is like a perfect meetup spot for us. 
So let's talk about these two girls. They are, as you can understand, sisters. Yes, and my mom is the older sister. She is, uh, I believe, four years older, almost four and a half years older than her younger sister, my aunt. So the two of them are growing up together. And as you know, like siblings, when they grow up, it can be a little bit edgy and sometimes they love each other, sometimes they don't like each other so much and so on. But now, I mean, they're fully grown adults and everything. But they are also pretty different people, I have to say. My mom is probably the most slow and easygoing, like calm person that I know. And my aunt, she is the most like energetic and like fast-moving person that I ever met. And the two of these girls were gonna spend the weekend together with me in a hotel and some skiing and stuff. How's that gonna go? When we first all met, it was love at first sight. It was so long ago since we'd seen each other. It was really, really nice to be reunited again. But the next morning, it was different. My aunt wake up. My aunt, did you say aunt or aunt? Actually aunt, maybe. I'm talking about an aunt here. My aunt woke up really excited and she rushed up, put everything on and she was ready to leave the hotel in like 10 minutes and wanted to go to the scale. Meanwhile, my mother likes to take it a little bit chill. Yeah, she was going up. She was trying to put her contacts in. It took a while. And my uh, my aunt was, hello, I'm, I need coffee. I want to go to Starbucks. I want to get going. Hello, we have to go to the scale. And my mom was like, relax, relax. I have to do all these things. And somewhere in between of these two ladies, I was there to try to be like this nice, like, uh, what do you say, medium thing that try to like equalize the ambience in the room it's like oh my gosh aunt you can wait aunt you can wait for five minutes mom you have to rush up and all that i'm saying here is that it must have been pretty tough to be the parents of these two girls so i've been talking about my family my mother and my aunt and they are a really special people to me. I really, really love them and they are great inspiration in life. And they are a bit special, as I told you. My mom is a bit like relaxed, chill, kind of slow sometimes. My aunt is kind of rushed person, a bit stressed out sometimes. But even though they are a bit hard to handle as a group, they are just excellent, amazing skiers, I'll tell you. They were actually the best skiers in Sweden in the 70s. Yeah, that's true. I'm so proud of them. And it's really cool to go skiing with them. Actually, sometimes I'm feeling that I'm kind of behind. Actually, that's every time. Yeah, they are super strong skiers. And I'm wondering what I'm going to be like when I'm in their age. If I'm going to be as strong as they are. I don't want to think about that now. Anyways... So me and my mother, we continued the trip. My aunt went back to Boston. And we drove to Ravi, and she met my friends. And it was really fun. We all went out together, had the drinks. Yeah, we're just partying and stuff. And like, she is a really fun person to hang out with among the friends and everything. And we also decided to go on a big ski tour. We wanted to go to Rogers Pass and check out some nice routes there. The one called 8812. It was supposed to be a route, an elevation of 1,300 meters, and it was going to take some hours. But my mom was still up for it. 
even though she's 59 years old. So we started climbing. It was pretty cold. It was pretty hot. And after a couple of hours, my mom looked pretty tired. I'm older than you guys. You know, that's why I'm behind, she said. Oh, it's cool. Like, you're super strong anyway. We were trying to encourage her and she was moving, but not as fast as we were. But she was still moving and we were not far from the, from the pass where we were going to drop into the 8812 route. And we came to this place and we had a little water break. And suddenly two guys in my mom's age passed by. And they were really, really nice. We spoke to them a little bit and then they decided to continue to get up to the top. And right after they had left, my mother put everything on very fast and started skinning up the mountain as fast as she could. Oh my gosh, what happened? said my friend Coco. Is uh, she chasing those guys? And apparently it seemed like, yeah, she got some new energy there. I don't know what happened, but I guess that uh, sometimes the, the, male, um, the male spirit can be a great source of, uh, of energy and inspiration, I guess. So yeah, she made it up to the top and she actually got there before us. That was amazing. So she is a strong, strong lady, I'll tell you. And I'm so inspired by this woman. I mean, she taught me how to ski when I was three years old. And then we've been skiing my whole life. And now I actually got her into ski touring. And now we can do it together. It's so fun to do it in the family. But I guess sometimes it's not enough to just go with your family. You need to have some other things uh, inspiring you to climb the mountain. And that could be some male inspiration. You have been listening to Fancy on Tour, a radio show about a Swedish vagabond and her stories from traveling. And if you want to know more about me and my travels, just check it out. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Fancy on Tour Podcast. See you! I'm feeling fancy.